0: What's going on, friends, and welcome to the very first episode of the Talk Something Up podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Alcorn. First and foremost, I want to give a huge congratulations to a couple of excellent friends in my life, Liz and Tom Wallace, who just announced a couple days ago that they're expecting their first child, knowing them they'll be great parents. Much love for them. Now in today's episode, I'll be talking to Joey Massara. He's one of my longest tenured friends and a great person. We talk about his life so far, how his family impacted him, how being at violent performance has played a role, and quite a bit about sports. Thanks for the listen and hope you enjoy. What's up, Joe? How's it going, man? It's going, man. How are we how are we doing? I'm great, dude. I'm great. Some time. <laughs> yes, yes, it has at least uh, what five, six years, I think.
1: it's <sighs> it might mean? be a little shorter than that. Maybe, maybe like three, okay. two to three, maybe like a casual sighting somewhere. Okay, you know. I wish I could remember that casual sighting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So what um
0: made you guys move out of the uh, the neighborhood? Like, how was your uh, like childhood and things like that. What neighborhood, neighborhood are we, neighborhood? what
1: neighborhood are we talking? Our neighborhood? The old, neighborhood? The, the old one. Oh, yeah. East Side, Noble, Okay. Of course. Okay. 36EV um, Drive. That was a great house. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the thing that made us move out was probably my parents' divorce. Okay. Um, there was some conflict within the family as uh, all divorces go. Oh, but, sure, sure, sure. But... Um, My mom wanted her own spot, so we left my dad with the house. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we ended up moving towards Lakeside, Oakdale Drive, which the house was haunted. Um, (laughs) That was a...
0: Oh, that little neighborhood
1: that's uh, maybe like a block or two from Lakeside. From Lakeside, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But 36th Street Drive, man, I loved that house. That house has some great memories from... Saturday morning football, to Mm -hmm. swimming, pool baseball, to just having everybody over for the basement. That house had a lot of bad memories, but also had a lot of really good childhood memories at the same time. Certainly, certainly. Um, You know what it looks like now if you've ever uh, gone by there? So, my sister actually did, she organized a scavenger hunt for um, her friends and a couple of my friends. Throughout this whole quarantine thing, just to mm-hmm. get people out of the house and have something to do. Oh, so certainly. Uh, obviously, we didn't get out of our cars or anything. We were paired up in teams, um, but during the scavenger hunt, me and AJ Clark, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. my partner. Okay, if you remember him, I do. Um, I do. Still one of my best friends to to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, we were looking for something. I forget what we were looking for, but we were in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. and we drove past it and we kind of like stopped or like slowed down and it was kind of like in awe like they put a fence up Mm -hmm. they you know probably in the whole inside had to redo everything from the way that it was left i just remember going into it right right, after everything and it was just destroyed Mm -hmm. but um they, they they did some renovations and i think it looks great it really does um I just hope that the people in there appreciate the house from what it came because my mom had my uncle build that deck. You know? Right, yeah, and, I do remember um, that. The pool and everything was already there for them. So I hope that they, they appreciate for what it was. I think so. Um, before they put that fence up, though, they took down the pool. I
0: was so upset when that...
1: The pool is gone. Yeah,
0: the pool is really? gone. Really? It is. Wow. Um, I'm not 100% sure if the deck is still there, but... Mm-hmm. I know that the pool is unfortunately. Um, I wish that w- I thought that was
1: a uh, big selling point. Yeah, absolutely. Why
0: would you take that
1: out? Yeah, um, the deck literally walked out to the pool, so if the pool's not there, the they had to do something with that railing because the railing went from straight from the back door right, right to the right, pool. Right, right. I don't, I don't know. How was uh?
0: I know you played so- soccer. Was a big. Uh, role in your life, I would think, mm-hmm. um, just judging basically, because that's what, if it wasn't football in that yard, it was soccer. Okay. Yes. yeah. Um, how did that play a uh, role in your life, like as a kid and eventually going to the high school ball for a bit?
1: So, soccer, everybody has their passion, and everybody has something that they love. And right, right. Sports were always something that I involved myself with or I tried to involve myself in. Right. Um, I remember playing baseball and soccer at the same time, and I loved both of them. And, mm-hmm. um, I was young, but it was the point to where I had to pick between really committing to baseball or really committing to soccer. Yes, And that was the same time like the thunder was coming out Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Ken Gailey, my old coach, love Ken. Um, He, Ken basically believed in me at a young age to be a goalie. He, my dad would always. Personally, I wanted to play football. Really. Personally, I wanted to play football, but my mom was like very on edge about it. I mean, I can't blame her. I mean, yeah. Because my dad played football. Right, um, Holy Spirit. Right? Yeah, he was a great you. wide receiver. Uh, still holds records there. Mm-hmm. Like I and my passion even now is football. It's still football. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to be a wide receiver or a corner. Um, but my mom wasn't comfortable with it, and at a young age, you can't really argue. Certainly, certainly. You know, at that age. And then I ended up choosing soccer, and I still got to <laughs> use my hands because I was a goalie. Sorry. yeah Yeah. Um, which was cool. And then my friends kind of wanted, my friends, some did both soccer and baseball. Right. But mainly did baseball. And I was, I wasn't, I wouldn't say the only one to do soccer, but I was one of the only ones to stay with soccer. Um, While my friends got better at baseball, I got better at soccer. I see. And then I went back to baseball and I kind of missed that that jump when you're an athlete, right? Right. You know, right. like you have mm-hmm. to play the catch-up game now, to so where it's never easy. Yeah, and be, and from that point on, like I'd really tried in baseball. I really did. I wasn't. I didn't bad. think you were a bad ball player. Though. I I knew the fun. I've seen you. I
0: saw you play um, three, four, five times. I didn't yeah. think you were a
1: bad well thank ball you, player. Thank really. you for that. I know many that will disagree, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but uh, I. I know the fundamentals of baseball.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just actually performing them. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like I consider myself an athlete, mm-hmm. um, but soccer is where I believe I thrived. I see. So I would say that soccer held an important spot in my life with friends, uh, creating connections, and also just giving me something that, even though I couldn't play football, mm-hmm. I could still use my hands. That's also something. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, was there, a, you said that people
0: chose different sports in different ways. Did, with baseball, did, uh, was there any, pre- like, peer pressure, like, wanting to play, or was that on
1: you? Or? So, the peer, my parents, my parents did, I remember they sat me down and they said, basically, like, we're not making you choose, but mm-hmm. you have that option if you want to choose. I see. And I don't know if I wasn't having fun playing baseball anymore. I remember just me thinking, like, I just want to do soccer. I see. Um, so I not so much peer pressure. I would say, like, my friends, it was kind of weird sometimes. Like, I would hit one of my friends up, like, AJ or um, Jordan mm-hmm. up and say, you know, what are you guys doing? And like, oh, we have a travel baseball game. Um, or even like, Robbie, really. Robbie, yeah, Robbie Jones. Yeah, um, I haven't talked to
0: him in probably at least a year or so. But I think, he, if I'm not mistaken, he's uh, Robbie. Uh, he, he moved though from out of uh, yeah, the I Holly he's, he's
1: living in near Williamstown now. I actually just spoke to him mm-hmm. um, recently over text message. Just called up briefly, but I remember calling and they saying, "Oh, we got a baseball game." And I, those were the times where I was. Oh, he still plays then. AJ still plays. Okay. AJ enjoys. And Robbie doesn't. I have no idea. He might. Oh, okay. I, I have no idea. Um, but I remember then kind of thinking, uh, I, maybe I chose the wrong sport. I see. You know? But then there was other times where I would go to my soccer games and I would have my soccer friends. And it would, mm-hmm. and it would kind of fade. Um, so I wouldn't say any pure pressure. Like, my friends now know Joe played soccer, we played baseball. AJ coaches now. They all play on the same men's league team. Me and Devin will go and support them. Yeah, like it's. I don't want to say like, I know my my role when it comes to baseball, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think there's a mutual respect thing.
0: Oh yeah, um, that goes in however many uh, of your friends, how many branches you have out with. them, yeah. I think there's just mutual respect with everybody there.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You respect me and my sport. I respect you in your sport. And if there's a common ground, then that's even better.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You said um, soccer was your uh, was your passion. Did you have a favorite um, team or player at that time? When I was younger, or, or uh, at, at any time, any time for soccer. Ah, uh. or was there a uh, different points in time where you had different favorites?
1: Um, Definitely like had different favorites. Um, okay. I would say my cousin Austin is really into soccer. Big, actually, he's a big Union fan. I was fan about to say, he's mistake. a really big Union fan. Big Union fan. Um, he actually got me into the MLS. Okay. Um and I was a Union fan. We, me and him was our first Union game together with my uncle and my mom. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then we also saw Real Madrid versus Celtic FC wow. at, at the That's- link, which was really cool. Um, but I would say I, I always went to Union fan or Union games, but I wasn't a Union fan. I see. When NYC FC formed their club... Mm-hmm. Which wasn't that
0: long ago. Though. No,
1: it wasn't. It was probably about four years ago, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, they were the new kids on the block. Right. They just signed Andrea Pirlo, mm-hmm. who, when I was younger, I know it's like your national team's not supposed to be your favorite right, game. Right, right, right. But mine was the um, Italian national team. Mm-hmm. I remember back in 06, them winning the World Cup, and that's when right. I really fell in love with the game. Right. That's all... Um, Buffon make that save and when it came down to PKs and that's when, when I knew it was soccer that I wanted that to do. This was it. Yeah. Um, so I would say Pure Low probably played a little role I in me choosing NYCFC but you could ask me a question about the MLS right now and I couldn't tell you that <laughs> Um So I'm a, I'm a soccer fan but I wouldn't say maybe die hard really. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's people in my life that are diehard fans, but mm-hmm. I would I can tell you anything you want to know about baseball. I can tell you anything you want to know about <laughs> basketball, football, mm-hmm. but soccer's I'm a fan because I played. Right, right, right. But you won't see me on a Saturday morning watching a soccer game. Right. I think uh, because a lot of it, it's
0: more so, and it might be a different opinion type of thing, but. Um, A lot. It's more so more popular overseas, across the pond. Absolutely, um, which is why I don't think a whole heck of a lot of people watch it early Saturday, Sunday mornings like that. Like real diehard. I know a couple, um, but overall, I don't think so. Absolutely. Not. I don't think it's a knock towards them or anything like that. But um, no. Just, uh, I think, Sundays, notoriously, when that time of year rolls around, it's football. Football is Sundays. Yep. Um, but for whatever reason, um, it just, I don't know, something about it, I guess, maybe doesn't quite click with most uh, I
1: um I think the game right is very here. slow, and I to, to most people, and I think it's very, some games will end 1-0, and people are like, right. oh, that's right. so boring. <laughs> or, like, it'll end 0-0. Yeah, yeah, and people are like, "What's the like? You just spent ninety minutes just watching people run around, Mm -hmm. and but if you know the game, you know that it wasn't just people running around. Right. It was people trying to set things up that maybe didn't work out, or keeper made a great save. Right. Um, Right. right. In soccer, there's, I remember seeing a statistic. It's like there's three or four minutes of like that excitement right. for most people. Mm-hmm. Can you back up? Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. In a game, so three to four minutes out of 90 is hard to get people to watch. Right, right, it's right. It's hard to get people to watch it. But, yeah. What's your, uh, you said goalkeeper, was your uh, passion? Uh, yeah.
0: What's your take on the whole position?
1: On goalie? Yeah. Ah, uh, goalie's the... Well, definitely one of the captains on the field. Um, when you're a goalie, you see the whole field. So guys that are – guys always have their back towards towards you, Right. your team. Right. So, and sometimes they can't see what's going on on the other side. Right, right, right. So you, as a goalie, you have to be the most vocal player on the field. Certainly, certainly. most vocal player on the field. Um, can't be shy. Got to attack the ball. Um I would say goalie is, if not the most, and I could just be tooting my own horn here, mm-hmm. um, not the most, but one of the most important positions on the field, because the sole reason that you're yelling, "Yo, cross coming this way," mm-hmm. or "Watch your back," or mm-hmm. "Push back, push left," right, right, something, mm-hmm. you're always. Ken Gailey told me that the goalie was um, the quarterback of a soccer team. Just for a sole fact of your, you're seeing the whole field. Right. How a QB walks up to the line and scans the defense, changes something, calls an audible. You're kind of that guy. Right. Right. In that right. position, and I think a lot of people just see goalies as you know just the guy in the back that doesn't move a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you actually know the game, I shouldn't say know the game, but if you actually take the time to understand. What the goal? What the goalie's uh, responsibilities are? Right. I think it, people would respect the position a lot more.
0: I think so. Um, well, it might be a uh, dare I say an underrated position.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Goalies put their their uh, their bodies on the line more than anybody. Well, I wouldn't say more than anybody, but goalies are uh, definitely an underrated position. I would completely agree with you with that at that point.
0: You know some. Um when you're a young kid like this, uh, it can be a struggle sometimes to um, balance school, life, and a sport. Um,
1: <laughs> how, how did you balance that? Are we talking middle school years, high school years? What oh, are we talking? Elementary through elementary to high school. Elementary through high school. All right. So, elementary school, not really a care in the world, you know, all right, all right. when you're that small. Um, your biggest thing is what, you know, when's the next new episode of Drake and Josh coming on? <laughs> um, but elementary school definitely, you grow friends when you're in elementary school and then you find those guys or, or girls that, mm-hmm. um, you can confide in, you can lean on, even at that young age to where that's all developmental ages.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then once you get into middle school, that's when things kind of start taking the turn in my opinion. I see. That's when you finally, like not everybody's making honor roll right. in middle school. Not everyone's, you know, I mean everyone is getting a trophy nowadays but mm-hmm. back then not everyone was getting a trophy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I would say juggling the task of like just growing up and just being a hormonal teenager Mm -hmm. And then also the stress of school, like, I don't want to disappoint my mom. I'm going to get in trouble with that report card. Right, right. right. Um, And my mom being a teacher and my dad being a teacher in the district, I always knew that my parents were an extension thrown call away. Oh, certainly, yeah. So I bet that was tough. Yeah, it was. But then I also came to an understanding with certain teachers that, like, I'm my own person. I see. You know, at a young age, I kind of... My mom always told me, I'll never die of stress, and I could get by with just talking to people. Um, and middle school, I found like I could do that. Definitely found like I could do that. Um, I mean, of course, there were certain teachers that called me out on my on my stuff. Oh, well, I mean, every teacher has
0: their yeah. certain right. ways and limitations. right?
1: Um, and sports in middle school, that's really where people... Start doing travel, mm-hmm. and that's when people from there do travel. That's what they carry over into high school, right. and maybe eventually college. In yeah. um, high school, high school was fun. Um, I would say high school was a up and down roller coaster, but all in all, I w- wouldn't trade those four years for anything. Right. Right. Um, Met some great friends. Definitely, when you're in high school, you're still at that age to where you're old enough to know what's going on, but young enough to not care. I say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like those Saturday mornings waking up, didn't even really have to text anybody, just knowing at 12 o'clock, people were going to be at my house playing football. Right, right, right. I didn't have to worry about a job, I didn't have to worry about, you know, my phone bill. My car insurance, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Literally, all I had to worry about was getting through the school week, playing football with my friends on Saturdays, watching football on Sundays. Weekends were amazing. So I would say juggling things definitely different from everybody. But I think that it was a it was a learning experience juggling things, right. but also things that I wouldn't trade for anything. Uh, you know,
0: they say. Uh Pets are—they uh, find their forever homes. Mm-hmm. I think with sports, you find your forever friends. For absolutely,
1: that. absolutely. I mean, I have friends now that I didn't play sports with mm-hmm. um, during but, during the entire. Yeah, during okay the entire run elementary, of the, run middle, of life, yeah. high school. Like even now, like I played, well played um, in intramural flag football at total turf. Oh wow! That's awesome. yeah, yeah. It was really fun, um, but like I have friends that aren't the most athletic, mm-hmm. and like they know that, and I'm never gonna knock them for that. Right. right. Um, but you do. You find your forever friends. You find the family that you choose. Right. And things that you do, but other times, I feel like my friends that aren't athletic. We connected on a different level. I see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, my friends that didn't do sports, we connected through common interests, music, TV, mm-hmm. movies, just personality. Right, right. Like right. just you know being in the same classroom, mm-hmm. and then that connection kind of growing. Video games was a big thing. Right, right, right. Video games, mm-hmm. huge thing. Um, I'll actually bring up one of my friends right now. His name's Angel Gog. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends. One of my absolute best friends.
0: I, re- I remember him. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Angel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, um, not the biggest sports guy, but he, if I had a game right now, I know that he would come and watch me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Would, would probably be one of my friend's biggest supporters. Um, mm-hmm. And me and him connected through video games. We connected through the Big Bang Theory. We connected mm-hmm. through... Just the, both of us being so sarcastic. Right, right, Yeah, just, we just feed off each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, sorry about the dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Life, man. But, uh, yeah, Angel, um, you know, I remember him, um, there were a few times, if I remember correctly, that he would part, even participate in some of, uh. In the uh, realm of sports world that we were absolutely. Uh, that we were in on the weekend, absolutely, absolutely. He,
1: God plays basketball. God plays football. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll do a little bit. Of he will. He okay. will. He will. And I'm not saying God's not athletic. I'm just saying that um, maybe not his first choice. Perhaps right. It's not his first choice to do like a sport. Okay. He likes sports. He enjoys watching sports. He likes playing sports, but. His passion isn't sports, I would say. His passion is more of the, um, like, music. He's definitely pop culture, maybe. Definitely things like that. He's more of an introvert. Oh, okay. I would say. Um, Which that's another. I'm not an introvert, but I love Mm -hmm. having one of my close friends being an introvert because it's just an experience every time. (laughs) Um, He's definitely more into music and. Okay. Really breaking stuff down. And our music, our music choices, we argue about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Our music choices are very different okay. in a lot of things because I'm more of the, today's hits, I'm more of the, you know, I'll just throw, throw something on that makes me feel good. okay. And, you know, not really care about the words so much. It's like the beat and just like how yeah, I'm feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, there are days when I do care about like the actual lyrics it's, itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where he is always lyrics all the time. I see all the time. He's a big J. Cole guy. Really? Big J. Cole guy. Um, J.I.D. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on that. J.I.D.'s, um, what do they call it? The studio name, I want to say? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, he's big with that group, and he likes a lot of the smaller rappers. Okay, I see. A lot of the smaller guys. They
0: haven't exactly quite made it yet. Right. It could possibly be, right. you right. know, he's, top of the he's, charts. He's
1: not, like, um, ooh, a new Drake song's out. Like, I'm right. just gonna play this all the time. Right, right, um, right. Until he, it's completely out of style. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's more of, like, the, uh, that song's okay. Like, it's, it's very, like, now. Mm-hmm. Where he's, a. He likes the deeper tracks, I'll say. I see. He likes the deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your uh,
0: your funniest memory in school?
1: Oh, funniest memory? Ah, uh, okay. Um, tenth grade year, I'll say. Um, me, Devin Riley, Justin Hovis, Danny Ayers, Angel, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been Bill. Um, and Chuck, right? Chuck was at the senior high at this point. Oh, okay. Chuck that's was it. at the senior high. Okay. Um, however, we uh, we had this chemistry teacher. Mm hmm. Um, and he was a first year teacher. Okay. Uh, he um, was probably 23, 23 wow, that's 24 actually very young, yeah. at the time. So we. Fresh out of college. Yeah, probably. it's not that big of an age difference. Right, right. You right. know, and this guy's supposed to be your teacher. Right. Um, <laughs> And I don't want to call him a pushover because it was his first year. Mm-hmm. He was trying to connect with people. I say. Um, however, you would go into his class and you would play Candy Crush all day. You <laughs> would, and he would play levels for you. Like, oh wow! He would like, yo, Smitty, let me. Can you, can you just do this for me? He's like, all right, give, give it to me. And we would do that. We we played lab baseball. You can ask me what wow. I learned in chemistry. I can tell you nothing. <laughs> um, we played lab baseball. Like, we we had a lunch that... Uh, that, that was eight, the early lunch, was it? Yeah, it was the okay. earliest lunch. Yeah. We had a lunch, and then we had three straight periods of, like, either lab baseball or um, just doing dumb things <laughs> in class. Like, it wasn't a class. It was literally, like something you would see in a TV show or movie where it was like, you know how people have like those free periods where they just go to a classroom and they just talk and, yeah, yeah. and do things? It was that. I see. So it was kind of like a study hall and that yeah, type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the times that we did do work, it was like a 10-question sheet, all multiple choice, and he would go over it in the beginning of the class. He was like, guys, we just have to get through these 10 questions, then you can do whatever you want. I see. So we would literally just sit down, just be like, all right, what's the answer? And he would just be like, A, B, 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 C, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. He tried to teach us. Okay. He tried, but I don't think there was a level of that teacher-student respect. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But funniest moment was kind of on a tangent there but funniest moment it
0: involved that class yeah right. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> had to give he set it set it up um funniest moment was it was a midterm time and his big thing was midterm i'm not helping you guys i say midterm i'm not helping final i'm not helping um and we every other test we all helped each other we cheated mm-hmm. um he was like, I'm not helping you guys. So one day, as he's going over the exam,
2: mm-hmm.
1: literally word for word going over the exam, the teachers did that. Right. You know. They probably still do. Yeah, like word for word, going over the exam, the exact questions and everything that, that you would see on the material. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin went up to him and literally just took the answer sheet. <laughs> just took it. <laughs> And he was like, give that back to me. And Devin was like, I'll give it back to you in a second. And he took pictures of it, gave it back to him. And Smitty said, delete them. And he said, okay. Didn't delete them. They were, long story short, they were sent around all three of his classes. Oh, man. All three of his classes. Um, So, all three cheated for the most part. Mm -hmm. But on the day of the midterm... Okay. He was absent. The teacher. The teacher (laughs) was absent. Um, so a sub has to administer a midterm. Right. Not an easy feat. No. (laughs) So we're all cheating and Smitty comes back the next day and one by one people are getting called out of classes to go to go to the VP's office and we all know what it's for yeah I mean you guys weren't born yesterday yeah like (laughs) so everyone is trying to get their story straight everyone's trying to get their story straight yeah and come to find out this one girl um had told on everybody because oh man she she and I I get it you know you 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 study you do all this stuff like I get it um but she felt like people were getting things that they didn't deserve I guess Mm -hmm. Which is fine, but um, we all got called in to Mr. Platt's office one by one, Mm -hmm. three people at a time would go, they would send slips for each class and three people at a time would go up and two would sit, one would be in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was all throughout the day when I finally got my slip, it was me, Gog, and Kajana Shockley sitting in the office. Mm-hmm. And Kajana went in first, and she was just laughing. And then she came out, and I was just like, ah, "Whatever, like I'm just gonna go in there. I'm gonna try to lie. I'm gonna try." <laughs> yeah, like, to lie. I was just gonna say, like, "What would I'm your gonna, strategy?" Yeah, be I'm gonna try to lie. Like that. I'm gonna try to lie to this guy. Um, and he was like, "So, what happened with the midterm?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm playing dumb at this point." Okay. What do you mean? He was like, well, to my understanding, and I already, he preferenced this by, I already know everything that happened. I know the names. I know what happened. I've heard enough stories. I know what happened. Don't lie to me. All right. So, uh, I see. You tried the uh, intimidation Yeah, factor. Yeah. Okay. Really tried that hard. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And he said, so uh, things were passed around. And I was like, they were? And he was okay. like, he was like, yeah, and I was like, wow, well, I didn't benefit from it. I wish I did. <laughs> and he was like, that's that's funny. And I was like, why? And he was like, because I'm looking at your previous test scores. And um, oh, so it was multiple, or is this just the one? So it just, it's the one the, Like I said, the test we tried to cheat on, but he oh, would God. never help us with tests. Okay. Um, so like my test scores were like forty. Thirty. Oh, Fifty. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. then on the midterm I got it like an eighty nine. I now I chose a couple wrong answers just to such an, such an intelligent man. Right? Before. Like Devin <laughs> Devin put every single answer right. So he got a hundred when he was getting twenties on all the other tests. Oh, man. So like that's a dead giveaway. Right. I got eighty nine. It was like around that number. Not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't quote me on that. But um he was like All your other previous test scores are very low, and you got an 89 on the midterm. Can you tell me about that? I guess I had a really good guessing day. And he was like, somehow, he bought it. Really? Well, I thought I—I really thought (laughs) that he bought it because he was like, all right. Um, do you, do you know anyone that passed around and I'm not going to give up my best friends right right cuz a lot um, of those people were probably yeah probably in that and, big social group and um he was like I I was testing you throughout this whole thing um, usually when a liar lies like they, they'll look away or like oh, so you are looking at they'll, they'll do they'll that. do something and he was like you know I know your parents right and I said, yeah like I, I know who doesn't at this yeah. point um and I, I guess I was looking him at the eye the whole time, but he was like, "You didn't, you didn't take your eyes off of me." Um, so going out of there, I felt good. Okay. Next day, I get a notice that I'm going to ACI for the day, oh, which man. is I walk in there and it's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Other than we got one day ACI. The midterm didn't count, and then he. So had, they boided that whole. Thing. Yeah. Okay. The midterm didn't count for anybody, um, and the rest of the year was kind of weird. It was kind of kind of awkward. Kind of awkward. Okay. I mean, we still did whatever we wanted in the class, but it was kind of like we really took advantage of this guy. Yeah. And
0: you, know, you didn't really want to bring it up. That yeah, way. like
1: we we were all kind of concerned that we cost him his job. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Like we were yeah. like we were stupid kids right. but we did not want to call somebody a job. Right. But come to find out two years later he was Lego. Oh. Wow. So but he's now dating someone that was that graduated with us. So <laughs> <which> <laughs> I mean,
0: that's our own right, man, It just is what <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I mean I mean, uh, as long as they're of age, man, I I guess, whatever floats your boat. Um, How'd you start um, making friends in the neighborhood? I know it was fairly easy for you being an extrovert um, in school and everything. Mm -hmm. Being more of an introverted area. um, How'd you make friends uh, that way?
1: So prior to moving into the neighborhood, I had already known Braden. Okay. I had already known Braden through soccer. Right, Um, right, right. So I knew I had at least one friend okay, in the neighborhood. And um, I think school had a big part to play in it because we would always ride the bus together. Right. So right, when right. you ride the bus with the same people all the time, you cross paths walking oh, the certainly, bus. Oh, certainly. You, you go home walking together. And I think those trips, walking to and from the bus stop, you form relationships with different type of people. Right, you form right, relationships right. with older people. You form relationships with younger people. Right. Um, but in the neighborhood itself, I think that played a big role. And I also think that um, if somebody was close to one person in the neighborhood, they were probably close to another person. I see.
0: And so that it, branch turned into many small Right, go-ons. right, okay.
1: right, right, right. And then... Um, you would get to a point to where we'd be playing basketball at your house Mm -hmm. and people would just ride by drop their bikes or rip sticks off and just hop in um so i think that just like being outside and i think everyone knowing that they could just ride their bikes around because if you think back to it we had game boys right we had playstations yeah like Nothing that you could really take outside or that you really wanted to stay inside mm-hmm. and do. We were all outside. Right, um, right, right. So I think riding around the neighborhood and I think um, just riding your bike and just playing outside and you saw kids playing out there and you never really got the anxiety of, I can't go over there and I can't start playing too, Same. you know? Mm-hmm. And then it, it would get to a point to where. You saw people over there, and you just immediately went. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Um, and then you you grew bonds in the relation or er, in the the neighborhood. Yeah. Um. And then when people left the neighborhood, you were kind of like, ah, oh, we're missing people. Like when Hayden left. Yeah, yeah. When Hayden, Hayden was, left,
0: it I was mean, if, like I, if I remember correctly, he was only there for maybe two years. Yeah, something like that. I
1: might be being generous when yeah. I say that. And. You know, you also form other relationships to where, like, you, you fight, and you're like, oh, I don't want to see that guy yeah. for for a couple of days, but then it got to a point where it's like, whatever, dude. Like, Jeremiah. Everybody remembers Jeremiah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't he was the best kid, but, like, he was the new kid on the block. I believe he came in, like, right after Hayden left. Yeah. He was the guy they that... moved in that same the, house. That house. Yeah. Um, he was cool for the most part, I guess. Um, and then you also have the... You thought the parents didn't like you because you were the kids running around? <laughs> well,
0: I mean, I mean, come on. It's the uh, it's a neighborhood. What do you expect? Exactly. It's supposed to be... It's essentially one big social event for the kids that are there. And for the parents, it's for them to raise the kid in a healthy environment. Right. So, I mean, you have to expect like, oh, absolutely. silly shenanigans absolutely. like that. And
1: First if not, then you're in the wrong... You're first, in the wrong neighborhood. First day I I moved in, we all played, f- or one of the first days. I moved that you moved in. in. That I moved in, I, um, I had to make the best first impression with Robbie Page's parents. I went for a stiff arm in football and I gave Robbie a black eye. Oh, man. Uh, I played rougher than most kids. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, his mom wasn't the happiest. Yeah, yeah. His dad. His dad and I always kind of, I guess, tried to get along. Yeah. But his I don't think his mom ever liked me.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody has their own opinions. Yeah. I mean. It just is, what, like I said, it what it it's is. a neighborhood full of kids Yeah. if you don't expect-
1: And it was a brand new neighborhood. Right. It was a brand new neighborhood. It hasn't, like, this neighborhood's been there for years, and everybody knows each other. Everybody was experiencing new people because certainly, it was certainly. a brand new neighborhood that was right. just built. So everybody's new to everybody. Mm. Uh, yeah. If you don't expect-
0: Things to happen, then you probably should not be in a neighborhood full of kids. Absolutely, I think uh, <laughs> I think most would agree on that. Um, how did your uh, How did your house be the uh, place to be when uh, when sports were going on? Um,
1: when sports, I, I think, because my yard. I honestly think because this just like how it was shaped. How perhaps? it was shaped, okay. And I and I think my dad actually had a lot to do with that.
0: I mean, his. I mean, his life is sports, man. Yeah, his. He, God bless he, him. For yeah,
1: that. he um, he would always like when I had people over, he was like, "Oh, you're gonna, you gonna you see what I did to the to the field outside?" <laughs> like he took that. Like I think he saw us playing football one time, and he went. When he went back to work, because he was still working at bacon school at the time, right, right, he got his line sprayer, push thing. I don't know what the no, the, I I, I the, know the exactly the what name you're talking for it about, is, yeah. but it's the things that football, a line striper. Yeah, because
0: I I mean when I was when I was uh, fifteen sixteen years old, I had like a weekend uh, part time job doing things like that on right. the
1: weekends. So he and he went and he got like different colors and he made a 50 yard line he made end zones yeah like he really went all in on it and i think that pulled a lot of kids in because they thought that certainly. they were actually on a, a football field certainly um and i think a lot of like that was cool to a lot of people and um i don't think a lot of uh uh
0: parents would do that not to say not to criticize but yeah, I mean, yeah it's just like i said his
1: life is sports. Yeah, and I think he got a he got a kick out of watching everybody out there. Oh yeah, I, I remember that so yeah. I think him doing the lines and my dad's very anal with the yard work and stuff like that. Like he's he's very into paintball right now. Okay. Um so like he has a whole bunch of different weapons, he has the different grenades, he's got the mask, he's got different compressors, he's got a whole bunch of stuff. So when he really sees something I think he just wants to. Oh, he sets his mind. Yeah. It a big time. So, yeah. and I think him upholding that so we could have it mm-hmm. was a big role. But then also he was crazy with like the basement. The basement always had to be put back correctly. Basement always. Yeah. Basement always had to be vacuumed. Mm-hmm. Basement always had everything had
0: a place. It had a lot of. Uh, if I remember it correctly, he had um, a lot of memorabilia in there anyway. Yes, he did. He did. He didn't want. Not maybe not so much sports memorabilia, but he had a lot of uh, family memorabilia as well, if, if I uh, if I can picture it and remember it correctly. Yes, um, he
1: he loved the Dolphins. Well, loves the Dolphins. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about past tense. Yeah. Um, a lot of Dolphins memorabilia. A lot of like Culver School memorabilia, where that was the first. If you don't know my dad, that was the first place that he got a job. Right. Um, right. And there was that part of him, and then there was also the part to where he was—he wanted things his way. I see. To where it caused a lot. It sometimes caused arguments. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a 15 year old or 14 year old kid, and I just want to go downstairs in the basement and you know just be a kid. Yeah. But yeah. I had to vacuum it first, and not that that's a bad thing, but it was get to the point to where I had just vacuumed it yesterday. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Dad, it doesn't need to be vacuumed again. <laughs> and he was like, no, if you're going to use it, you're going to vacuum it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it would cause a lot of friction. Tension, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the basement was probably one of the biggest things me and him argued about.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, if something was out of place, if it wasn't vacuumed, if um, he found Nerf bullets somewhere. Like, it was kind of like that, i the a kid, like... You can let a little bit... Yeah, go. like, let me yeah. slide a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was just his own way of keeping things that he had worked his whole life for nice, I'd say. Looking back on it, I right, guess. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I think the basement, the field, the motorized scooters... Mm-hmm, hmm I was very blessed and... um. Privileged growing up to where I always had something that attracted, not that it attracted other people, but it was always like if if it was going to put a smile on my face, my parents usually got it for me. I say You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that, and right. I'm very fortunate and very blessed to have that because yes. even when they weren't making ends meet, they still found a way. Yeah, for, to get it done. Yeah, yeah absolutely. To, for me, because I, I still remember like days where and where my mom was just stressed out, man. Like stressed out about I mean, being a teacher. I mean, it's got to be uh, yeah. It's got to be and fairly. Tough, she man. she went through a, a really hard time, you know, with the bills and everything. And there mm-hmm. were there were times when I would walk downstairs in the morning and the cable would would be off, and I'd have to wake my mom up because I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, mom, there's something wrong with the cable box. And then she, I would hear on the phone with Comcast, and then she's like, okay, the kid, like something's wrong with the Comcast. Come to find out, she was behind on her Comcast bill. Okay. So, it's stuff like, stuff like that, and it's just like, she never let us know, really, because mm-hmm. she would always provide other things to where, but then once we found out, I was like, mom, it's okay, like. You know, I don't. I don't need that stuff. Like, you're good. Um, but I was very blessed and fortunate growing up, and I think that that played a part in a lot of the uh, hangouts. At right, my right, house. right.
0: Uh, what's it led to? Because uh, I know, if I remember, if I know you as well as I think I do, you're a very uh, competitive soul. You are. <laughs> Still. And, um, yeah. How did? Uh, what, what led to that, exactly? Is it just the, your background with it um, or is it
1: something else, maybe? So, do you want the sports answer or do you want the personal life answer?
0: Well, I think we want both. Both? <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's hear it, right, um, my
1: friend. Sports answer would just be, play like you're number one, train like you're in second.
0: That's an excellent
1: motto. Yeah. Um, I saw that at a young age, that motto, and I was just like, certain people don't like cockiness on a field mm-hmm. or swagger on yeah, a field. Yeah, yeah. It turns a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that guy's really cocky. Like, even if he's not... Kind of like, quick to judge. Yeah. Oh, think, that guy's really I, cocky. I get it, Or yeah. that, that, guy's, that guy's like a douchebag or so, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And they'll come, like... That same guy might be that way, mm-hmm. because that's where that's how he gets his confidence to play the game. I see. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like if he didn't have that swagger, if he didn't have that cockiness, mm-hmm. maybe he'd be more very timid. I see. It's kind of him telling himself, "You got this. You're one of the best ones out here. Let's do this thing. Let's show. Let's show it. Yeah, let's do it. And if if I get if I get a little cocky at it." I remember one time at um, when I went away to Keswick. Keswick is a church retreat uh, for mm-hmm. youth groups that we used to go to mm-hmm. for a weekend in January or December, and they would always have volleyball tournament. Okay. Always had a volleyball tournament, mm-hmm. and um, I would watch my cousin Austin and his friends always play in the tournament. And then I found, and they they would come so close to the championship but lose. So they were kind of like runner up. And yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Okay. And it's so weird to say because it's a church recreational volleyball yeah, yeah, tournament, yeah. but it got to the point one year I wasn't a captain yet. Okay. But Austin picked me to be on his team,
2: okay.
1: and we ended up winning the championship that year. Oh wow! Was I ended, that your
0: uh, first year out doing
1: it, or was that was my first year actually playing in the tournament? Wow! Um, and I remember scoring seven points in the championship game. That's awesome! Did yeah. it go to
0: twenty-one? Yeah, guessing, went tonight. to
1: twenty-one, and I was like thirteen at the time.
0: And you I had a I, third of the
1: points, man. I mean, I that's something. It, but it was all from serves. Like I was going underhand serves, and just I don't know how I was hitting the ball that day. Just people, I think I was just hitting it high. I see. And people weren't the most athletic people okay. at the church retreat, um, but it uh, that day hit, and I was like, "Oh, this 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 feeling is great! Like, I love this feeling." Right, right. right. Um, and that kind of carried over to soccer. I see. It, it carried over to me being a goalie and. If you get a breakaway and I come up with the ball, I'm stepping over you. Kind of kind of like, bro, you're not scoring on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it came time to where I was eventually a captain okay. for the youth group, and I took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. I took like to the point to where people in my youth group was like, You you realize we're we're at Keswick, right? Like this isn't <laughs> the Olympics. And I'm like, no, if I'm playing, I'm playing to win. Okay. Um See. And it got to a point to where all the other churches would watch the championship game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and Because they were already eliminated yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time. Okay. And my team went undefeated all the way to the championship. Uh-huh. And we were playing people that were older than us. We mm-hmm. were playing people that were a little bit bigger than us. And okay. I remember looking at one of the girls on our team because she was like, Howard, oh, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. And I said, we're, we got this. Just stay calm. and I promise you, we don't lose this game. Sometimes that's all people need—just mm-hmm. that little bit of confidence. Yeah. I ended up going up and blocking a spike from someone, mm-hmm. and I don't know what came over me, but I just was—I just like went towards the crowd and just like raised my hands, like <laughs> "Let's go!" <laughs> and it got the whole crowd so hype that we never looked back in that game. Wow! Never looked back. Um, ended up winning. And then it started a little dynasty to a point to where um, we went on to win my next three years and I handed it down to Kevin Smith. Okay. Do you know who Kevin is? I don't believe
0: I met him. I've heard
1: quite a bit I, about him. I think he's it, in though. your brother's group. Okay. Um, okay. Handed it down to Kev and they ended up winning and I remember getting a text message from Kevin that they had won. <laughs> um, it was one of the best text messages but um, It was just, and it's something so stupid, like a recreational volleyball game, but that competitiveness in me really came from just that feeling of, like, dude, this is, winning is so much more fun than losing. Right, right, right. Like, losing teaches you things, Mm -hmm. but winning, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Um, Right, right, right. So that's the sports answer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then also on the football field, when you catch something that you're not supposed to catch, that's just, you know that feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know that feeling. Um, Personal answer would probably be, if you've talked to my mom, I get my competitive nature from her. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, My mom hates losing, absolutely hates it, thinks that not everyone should get a trophy. Um, That's definitely, I mean, it's definitely an
0: opinion where it could go
1: both ways. Yeah.
0: Um, Absolutely. I guess it just would depend on the the person, really. Yeah. How they're wired. And my
1: mom, my mom has always taught me, if you don't work for it, you shouldn't be rewarded for it. I say. And that I always took that either with things in life or um, definitely with sports. So always, you know, train like you're in number two, but play like you're in first. Absolutely. Have that swagger. Um, she really drives competitiveness into me, and my my whole side of that family is uh, very competitive. Mm-hmm. Now my dad's side of the family is full of athletes as well, right right, right. So they're very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say growing up, that competitive nature was just instilled into me like I didn't have a choice, really and right, it's all right, right It's all that I all that I knew. And my sister, she's she likes to say she's not competitive, but you got her going into a game, and she she'll mm-hmm. rip your head off. Which one? Lauren's not. Lauren's Lauren's not very really that competitive. To okay. be honest with you, mm-hmm. Lauren was always the dancer. I see. Lauren was the dancer. Kimberly is the main athlete to wear. Right, right. She'll, she once the game's in, she's locked in, and she's she'll rip your head off. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, I, I do remember a
0: handful of times. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we, my family actually got so competitive one time at a family barbecue on 4th of July. It was a wiffle ball game. Me and my cousin got into a fist fight. Oh, wow. It was at the house, the 360 Drive house. Oh, uh, well, of course. I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, everybody's favorite We actually crowds. got into a fist fight <laughs> over a wiffle ball game. Didn't talk to each other for a month, but... Uh, Eventually got over it because it was just so stupid. Yeah, yeah, but and then I it was actually Austin And I was the best man in his wedding. Oh, wow. So like (laughs) I mean my my goodness how uh, how
0: things change. Yeah Yeah, you know they always say things change like the seasons man.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Freaking Um, During those uh, football games. What made you play uh, QB? Because if I remember right, that's what you were most of the time
1: What we what uh? um. Tell playing, me, tell me about that. So playing quarterback, I always felt like I had control of my team. Oh, which felt, is I mean, which is true. I mean, yeah.
0: Any person who's ever watched a football game.
1: Yeah, like would I, I feel like I, have, I'm always in the play. I'm always doing so. I don't like to be the person that is running routes and gets targeted a couple times a game. Right. I mean, if that's the if that's the position that I'm put in, I'll do it mm-hmm. for the. Not maybe a preferred yeah. first choice, right. Or, right? Like obviously, if there's guys better than me on the field, absolutely, I'll be your slot guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm always a slot guy anyway when I play wide receiver, just because I'm lanky and you know, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess I have pretty good hands mm-hmm. over the middle, but um, I was I was very slow. Uh, I'm not the fastest runner. Okay. So like, it was hard for me to get open. Right. Well, oh, the middle of the field is congested anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like if I transitioned to quarterback one day, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be quarterback. I'm just going to pick the ball up, and you know, I'm I'm going to run. And this just team. do, man. I'm going to run do. this team. Um, I always felt like I was in the game. I was never out of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get that high of Leading a comeback, or you get that. When you're high. down, two, yeah. three, four scores. Yeah, cause absolutely. Because if you remember, we would play to seven.
0: Right. And it was, uh, it could be, you know, it was either five minutes, it could be an hour.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it would just literally, it would be, a, sometimes it would literally, other times we got blown out, which is fine. Um, but other times it'd be a battle, an absolute battle between just neighborhood kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And coming back in those games, and even though they're just, little pickup football games like you really feel good yeah like absolutely. you so when I was younger and then in high school when I would go out and play flag football I played quarterback a lot but I was always like if somebody else really wanted to play quarterback like especially out on flag football you you came out a couple times right to flag football yeah yeah mm-hmm. um like if Matt wanted to play quarterback I'd let Matt play QB just because I know Matt Matt's gonna give me my targets I say I'm a very selfish player, Don. I'm a very selfish
0: player. Um, I mean, I mean, that's uh, that's like everybody has their opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, I love the attention when I'm on the field. I love it. So, and I'm one of the biggest. Can I curse one here? Sure. It's it's uh, uh, I'm one of the biggest shit talkers. On. <laughs> I'll talk shit to the biggest guy on the field, knowing damn well that he could kill me. Right, right, right. Um, But I'm not going to let you intimidate me or show that you're intimidated by me. I'll go up with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go across the middle. I might get hit, but I guarantee I'll hold on to the ball. Nice. That's- you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just, I, that's that underdog, because I was always really small. Although I was really skinny and really small. Mm-hmm. Like Well no, if I well you had height to you. I had height, but I was always like very thin. I see. Very thin. Like mm-hmm. I like going up against Kenny for a fifty-fifty ball. Right. A mm-hmm. lot of times I'm playing defense and I'm just trying to swat it away. Right. You know? Um but always having that underdog mentality or that chip on your shoulder to, like I will hit up with you. I don't care how big you are or how bad you hurt me. I'm gonna catch the ball. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is what really, in soccer, in background football, and flag football, I've always considered myself an underdog in a lot of way. And even when people call me cocky, mm-hmm. the underdog mentality is still there because I feel like I always have something to prove. I see. What um, what the, uh, <laughs>
0: Did your... Uh, it might be a rhetorical question. Uh, did your uh, sister like to uh, participate every once in a while? Did she like participating?
1: Yeah. Uh, Kimberly, it depended on the game, I, I would see. say. Mm-hmm. Um, it depended on who was playing, what the game was, and just her mood that day. I see. Because Kimberly was... Well, like, the, well she had friends, though. I mean, yeah, so yeah. It's not
0: like she was just cooped up inside. Right,
1: and that's, that's the thing. Like, she... Um, a lot of times would be with her friends, or mm-hmm. if we really needed an extra body, she would play. I see. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say she enjoyed it. She, mm-hmm. she, it definitely built her toughness. Cool. Growing up. Mm-hmm. If that girl ever gets into a fight, I, uh, I feel bad for yeah. whoever's fighting her. Yeah, you. Oh, if I knew you was well, I think I do. You'd be right behind her. Oh yeah, I mean. I'll be right behind her, but at the same time, Kimberly can't handle her own. Right. I know that. Um, as much as you might not need to, yeah, but yeah, you, I, but, I yeah. Mean, and she can she can handle. Kimberly's hit me a couple times where I can't show that hurt, but it hurt. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I would say it definitely built her toughness and built thick skin for her, right. playing with all older guys and you know mm-hmm. treating her like she's the little sister, but at the same time, they're not going to take it easy on her. Yeah, I think that built her mentality. I think it built her competitiveness a little bit because she was always smaller and she was the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know?
0: Sometimes the only one out
1: there. Yeah, but she would play like she was one of us, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think that... I think she liked it. Answer your question. What um,
0: There was uh, a few times where there was some, uh, some tough love out there. Um, yeah. How did she... Uh, Take that, even when it even when it was behind the scenes afterwards in the house. When there it was were days. The there
1: were days when me and her would carry what happened outside, whether it was wiffle ball, baseball in the pool, mm-hmm. football, soccer, anything yeah. competitive. Really, um, there were days where we carried it inside, yeah. and that was also the time where I either loved Kimberly or I hated Kimberly. I see. You know, that's the time where where you go. Into that relationship with your siblings where the sight of them annoys you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was that time, it was that growing period. Now, now, me and her can't be on opposite teams. I see. We can't be on the opposite teams because we will go at each other. Mm-hmm. Um. So whenever we play cornhole or something out here, volleyball. Okay. Um we have to be on the same team. And it's it's like a rule that we have to... Like, right, right, right. Be it's or, literally like
0: edged in stone right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> or
1: else we will literally go at each other's throats the whole time. Like, there will be like one call. You know, you know how calls go in the middle of a game that mm-hmm. where it's like... Um, that dog will not stop. Um, there's calls in the middle of a game that, that can turn a game. Certainly. That Certainly. can absolutely turn a game. And those are all there's always one that we get into it with that has yeah. to escalate to the point to where we're screaming at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's the I hate you, you shock. You're the worst person the ever. You're the worst yeah, person yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. I can never play with you. Yeah. Um mentality. But then the after, like we're really good now. I'm the type of person to where, especially if I win that argument, I'll just bust your balls about it, Mm -hmm, you -hmm. know? And then, but if I lose that argument, I won't want to talk about it. I see. For the rest of the, like, don't talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just Don't ever bring it up. Yeah, that's just me being (laughs) competitive. But yeah, I think our relationship now is a lot better to where we can joke about it at the same time mm-hmm. with everything. Are you close with both of them? My sisters? Yeah. Um, Kimberly's my best friend. My absolute wow. best, yeah, my best friend in the world. I don't uh, think a lot of uh, siblings can really say that. I mean, yeah. I think it's
0: an increasing trend, but I don't think a lot can even still say that to this day.
1: Yeah, a lot of people like will come up to me and say, I'm jealous of the relationship that you have with your sister. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just from the things that we've been through together, the um, the common ground of sports, the common ground of just being weird, yeah, or yeah, yeah. or quoting just r- weird lines from movies together, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. or um, music, uh, basically anything. Me and people have a lot of similar interests, yeah, and living across the hall from someone for how was she twenty years. Mm -hmm. 20 years old. It's hard to believe. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, living across the hall from someone for 20 years, you know that person. You know everything about that person. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I think that really, like, just, I know who she is to every extent. She is who I am to every extent. And that bond just grew. Yeah. And probably still continues to grow to this day. Absolutely. Um, Now, don't get me wrong, there are days where I hate her. There are oh, days well, where I, mean, I just I, cannot stand her, um, <laughs> but all in all, my best friend in the world. Yeah. Now my older sister. Um, I didn't really talk to Lauren a lot growing up. I wish I did. Yeah. Um, but Lauren also lived with her mom. I see. Now, if you know my family, you know that my dad had Lauren with his previous wife, and then had me and Kimberly with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um. So there were days where Lauren would come over, but it was always like I wanted Lauren to like do things with me, but she was at that age to where like because she's only a couple years older, if I'm not mistaken. she's how old is Lauren? I think she's twenty nine. Okay. Oh wow. So I only thought, yeah. thought she was maybe like three or four years. No, nah, she's or something. five, or she might be thirty one. Honestly, okay. I think there might be seven years difference. I don't okay. Know. Um, but there were days where like. Lauren was my older sister, and I wanted Lauren to be my older sister. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we've gotten a lot closer, which I, I love. Um, I think because we're both older now, Yeah. that we're getting closer, and I have no resentment towards Lauren at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love her to death. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She just had my nephew almost a year ago. His oh, birth. congrats, man. Thank congrats. you, thank you. Little Gene, Gene Gene Arazio Romano, that little guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such an Italian name. (laughs) But I mean, it's in your blood though, I mean, come on. I call him, uh, I call him Gino. Okay. For Gene Arazio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cutest little thing, and I think him being born brought us a lot closer. That's awesome. Yeah. Him being born brought us definitely a lot closer. Like, when he was first born, I was a, I was there at least four times a week. That's awesome. So, yeah. you're pretty
0: much there, like, pretty much every other day. Yeah.
1: So I would say two to four times a week. I mean, it's fallen off because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't get this. Like, I would see him a lot um, prior to COVID. But during COVID, and I cannot fault her for this. She didn't really want people around, family or not, mm-hmm. and that's fine, like, you know, I completely understand, um, but she would send me pictures of Gene and everything, like, if I saw him now, he's so big, so. Right, right, right. But I would say we're, um, we're close, maybe not mm-hmm. as close as I'd like to be. Yeah. But we're, we're we definitely have a relationship. Yeah. Do you, uh, he
0: played what kind of role do you play in uh, in their lives? In both sisters' lives? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Kimberly, I would say I play the role of the, the older brother and, um, a nuisance sometimes. <laughs> um, an instigator with anything that she does. Uh-huh, I just uh-huh. like to have fun. Yeah. So, if I see just an, an option to mess with somebody, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I'm also a, a best friend role, someone she could confide in no matter what, someone that will always be there for her, she knows that. Mm-hmm. And just, I think I'm the brother that she would want, if that makes sense, like she's a sister I would want. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um. So I think in that role, that's our relationship. I think in the role of Lauren, um, I'm the little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the little brother that is old enough now to where, like, we can have adult conversations. I see. Um, for Lauren, I think my role is always increasing. I see. Does um, it change quite a bit? Or... I wouldn't say it changes. I would just say that, like, it progresses. That's a great way of looking at it. Um, that. so... A lot of, like, me and Lauren, when we're alone together, a lot of times we don't know what to talk about. Really? We don't know what to say. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like... Is it awkward? It can be at okay. times. Um, but at the same time, once we find something to talk about, it's like, yeah, you are my sister.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> So, like, maybe starting conversations isn't it's exactly hard. a strong suit. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we find a lot of common ground whether that being with my dad, whether that being with Jean, whether that being with um just talking about her restaurant, mm-hmm. we're talking about the gym. Something. We we find when we find something to talk about, I always feel like I learned something new about my sister and she learned something new about me. Right. So
0: it's a great way of looking at it actually. Yeah. Um, how was it moving out of this, uh, of the, uh, old neighborhood on the east side of Millville? Uh, uh moving out,
1: I was excited. Right. I was. Because it's a new opportunity. It was a new opportunity. I was closer to, um, to Bill. That's great. Yeah. I was a couple of houses down from Bill. Um, I was closer to, uh, school at the time. Mm hmm. Um, and I always wanted a basement room and I ended up getting one That's there awesome. but it was a really crappy one mm-hmm. it didn't have carpeting it. Mm-hmm. it was like tile floor it's tile it was, was kind of like the floors that you see in like the hallway of the senior high really yeah um and it had a weird smell down there the house was 100% haunted <laughs> um I would say that house is the house that i Forget the most I say Because after we moved to Oakdale, we moved to 901 East Vine Street and I had Mm -hmm. The attic room and that was fully carpeted. I had two couches in there. I had two beds in there That was a a pretty big room. Yeah, yeah. I had a bathroom right outside my door It was my own apartment. So when I'm a junior in high school sophomore junior and senior in high school and years after Mm -hmm. couple years after it was awesome. Oh, it I'm was sure. So cool. I'm sure. Um but I would say moving out of that house if it wasn't for 901 I would have hated looking back and hated that we were the ones to move out of that house, I see. But because we got 901 I was completely looking back and I'm, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um other days that I that I think back to 36, absolutely. Yeah. Um but I think all in all, looking back and moving out was was the right decision. Yeah. Was so out. you got so you
0: pretty much got your own place right after, or did you move in with somebody after? When? Like right when you moved out of thirty six.
1: Of uh, thirty six, I moved to Five Oakdale with my mom and Kimberly. Okay. And then, yeah. um, me, my mom, and Kimberly moved to Nine Hundred One, and then it was us three there. And then after Nine Hundred One. It was 2249, my old house that my house that my mom and dad bought when I was three. I was yeah. there from you know ages of three to 12, so I got to kind of go back to my old house, which was really cool. Not a lot of people get to do that. Right. No, you don't. Um, Absolutely. It was really cool to do. It was very nostalgic in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, but and then after 2249, we, we moved here. To, for jenny i've moved a lot dylan i have moved a lot in my <laughs> you've uh, relocated quite a bit yes <laughs> um so when i get my own place in november i know how to move yeah i know how, i'm not i'm not the type of person to be like okay we can move into the house let's take three days to move in no we're moving everything in the first day i'm staying in there the first night like things are getting done
0: um, you know, it actually uh, translate into it, it can translate into life as well absolutely. I mean like outside of like moving or whatever yeah. or with your career or things yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: what um Did you um, serve the country if I'm not mistaken? I did uh, briefly. How was that? Well, thank you for your uh, Contribution oh, towards that I will uh, always admire I weirded out when people say that well, no. I, well, it, it's only okay. So it's only just a respect thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure anybody. Well, okay, most people would uh, appreciate. Um, yeah. Even even if it were like for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I admire and respect it myself. Um, Thank you. How was uh How was that experience like for you?
1: So that experience actually, um, it was an up and down roller coaster. Okay. Um. I originally, so how I got into the service was I was with a girl at the time, okay. my long-term girlfriend, mm-hmm. and um, I was in college at CCC, and I really wasn't enjoying myself Okay. at all. Were you I, in a dark place? Not a dark place. I think I was just lazy. Okay. I think I was just lazy, and I didn't want to do, like, I just wanted to be young, and I just wanted to just do my own thing. I didn't want to go to college. Like I didn't, right, I didn't want right, to go to college. Right. I didn't want to put the work in I to, to go to college. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw the military as an as a, an escape. Okay. Something that could bail me out of like something that wouldn't put me down socially, mm-hmm. but something that I'd say, oh, I'm not in school. I'm doing this instead. Right. Which isn't the best whoever listens to this, that is not a reason to join the military, (laughs) Um, but that's the God honest truth. And um, I 100% talked to her about it and she called me out, man. She really did. She said, you're only doing this because you don't want to go to school right now. Right, how'd you react to that? I was unhappy. I was I can can see that (laughs) um, I was I was like no you're wrong I want to do this like all in all thinking my life's gonna be great when I get back like I'm gonna have that I'm a big movie guy and a TV show guy. Oh, yes. I'm very sentimental oh, yes, sensitive that. in that <laughs> department. So I'm thinking I'm going to have this big return, me running into her, like her running into my arms. Right. Something like, like you see in the movie, yeah, yeah, like that big come home thing. Like, it's going to be great. I just got to go away for a little bit. Yeah, it's going to suck, but this is going to be something I look back on and like really just, it's going to work out.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um. Hesitantly, she stuck by. It. She she supported me, right. um,
0: which I think you know is uh, shows it shows a person's true colors. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And she only wanted the best for me. I yeah. And um, going away, it gave me that because as soon as I made the decision to enlist, I stopped going to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely dropped out. Um, mm-hmm. because I had that excuse to where someone would say, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm leaving in January to go, to, to the army." Oh my God, that's awesome, man! Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I had that excuse to where I was not doing anything, but it was—it was like a cop out. Yes, absolutely. It, I had that excuse to where I didn't have to do anything. I see. I had those four or five months to where I was like, I had that yeah yeah um and then when the day came um i went away and i remember getting a call saying that there were rumors that my girlfriend at the time was with somebody else oh wow and i was with her for three years collectively Mm -hmm. um off and on but three years um so that getting that
0: call was kind of like a, almost like a buzzkill, maybe
1: ah, talk about buzzkill. You, you don't, <laughs> you don't know the helpless feeling of really not being able to fix a situation mm-hmm. until you literally can't do anything to fix a situation. Yeah. Um, she denied it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we did end up breaking up because of that I because like, of that okay um but now like me and her have hung out yeah since I got like since I've gotten back me and her have hung out we've gone places we've done things together mm-hmm. and even though we're not on speaking terms right now yeah. I hope I hope she never hears this <laughs> even though we're not on speaking terms <laughs> for, out of my control my friends, <laughs> even though we're not on speaking terms right now if she called me up of course I'm gonna go there yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. But after that, as I came home and everything, I just did reserves. I okay. did my, my basic at uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, I was in the very first all male battalion. Oh wow! Um, at Fort Sill, we were kind of we were always told we were the guinea pigs. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, because they they made it harder right and and i'm not knocking women at all Mm -hmm. but they are drill sergeants who some of them were women yeah said like we we can push you guys to the point to where like we had guys falling over in the middle of a ruck march Mm -hmm. and people were just saying you know get up you know we weren't babied or nothing and I do not recommend going to Oklahoma, whoever listens to this. <laughs> it is 30 degrees in the morning, and it's 90 degrees at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh,
0: the ever-changing
1: weather patterns. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad in Oklahoma. Um, basic was exactly what you think basic is. Okay. Um, it's one of the best experiences and worst experiences of my life. Wow. If that makes sense. No, I get it, I get it. Worst meaning, excuse me, I did things that I never thought I could, that I would do, mm-hmm. but best meaning, you formed such a brothership and a brotherhood yeah. with, with the guys in your um, platoon. Yeah. You gotta figure for the next three months, you're sharing showers, mm-hmm. you're sharing like your bay. Mm-hmm. you're doing everything, you're staying up for three days straight. Wow. Together. Like you you bond hard yeah. with mm-hmm. people. Um so I always had bonds, still have bonds. Uh my guy Montalvo mm-hmm. uh one of, he was probably my best friend out there, him and McDonald. Uh but then Fort Still is a mainly um, artillery base. Okay. And there was only a couple people that uh, didn't stay at Fort Sill for their AIT. AIT, for those that don't know, is Advanced Individual Training. I see. And that's for your MOS, and all your MOS's is your actual job in the Army. Oh, wow. Okay. I was um, a 42 Alpha, which means I was an HR Specialist, Mm -hmm. not the most exciting job I know. (laughs) Um, So we went, we got shipped to right after basic ended and graduation and all that. Uh, we got shipped the next day to uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, gotcha. which Fort Jackson is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. South Carolina is where it's at, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loved the Carolinas, loved Fort Jackson. Fort Jackson was probably one of the best experiences I'll ever have in my entire life. Wow. Um, awesome people to be around, mm-hmm. so much structure. Uh, you didn't really, when graduation came, you were happy that you finally got to go home and see everybody, but you were sad that you had wow. to leave. Wow. And it, and uh, I think if I went active, it, w- it would have been like that as well, mm-hmm. but when I finally got home after all that, uh, reserves started, and uh, I was stationed at Fort Dix okay, in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just, it's near Trenton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I wasn't enjoying it. To be honest with you, I was not enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hated drill weekends, Mm -hmm. because drill is just once once a month and then two weeks in the summertime. I see. Um, It was a lot, a lot of sharp briefs, which is just sexual harassment. Okay. And EO briefs, which is equal opportunity. Okay. Um, 10-hour briefs and you're just sitting there. Oh, man. You're just sitting there, and like you can't have your phone, and because you're a lower level guy, you have to sit proper, can't slouch, like for 10 hours. And it's just, it's hard. Um, and it kind of, the people there, and I'm not talking bad about anybody, but the people there, I didn't really connect with. Mm-hmm. It was hard connecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, if you know me, I I can be a very dependent person, so I need something to lean on a little bit if I feel anxious or if I get a little bit of anxiety, Okay. and I didn't have that. Okay. So it got to a point to where I brought it up to my NCO, and um, the money that I was making from the reserves didn't equal the money that I was putting out. Mm-hmm. So it were was you making it was, more than you were, or I'm um, losing more than you right, were making? Right, right, right. Okay. So it got to a point to where I was losing more money than I was gaining. Yeah. And I yeah. wasn't having a good time mm-hmm. doing it. Um, and I was missing out on my job at the time. I was making 18 an hour. Wow. Yeah, at the time. And I was missing out on all those hours and all that money mm-hmm. because I had to go for that obligation that I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. Talked to my NCO about it. We talked to my first sergeant about it. It went up the chain of command, and eventually um, I was... They don't tell you this in the reserves, but you can, if you aren't enjoying it or you have a legitimate reason, you can be, I don't want to use the term discharged, but you can be discharged and it's still, and it not be dishonorable. Wow, it's considered general, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't affect you in your life. Mm-hmm. It's something that only happens if you're in the reservists, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, like active duty guys don't get that option. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can be genuinely discharged, and it not have any effect on you. Like my first sergeant was so cool about it. Oh, wow. He was like, dude, I completely understand. Like, mm-hmm. you, he asked me, he said, do you want to make a life out of this? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. And he said, okay. Like, that's, that's okay. Yeah. It's all right. I'm sure it's, like, not something he's, he's never heard before. Right. And that's the thing. And I got, I was very blessed to where 1st um, Sergeant Patton was a very down-to-earth guy. Right. He, he didn't really get mad. He understood and right. not a lot of people in the army are like that. I would guess not. Not a lot of people in the army are like that. <laughs> I would guess. Yeah, I would um, guess not. But yeah, I was. I was very. I was very uh, lucky. For for that to happen. For that whole opportunity. Right.
0: What a. Uh, you said. Are you? Are you still at a violent performance? Yeah, loud and proud. <laughs> loud and proud. Uh, my VP family out there. What um. <laughs> I'll put a plug for you. Um, <laughs> how, uh, how how is the environment there? What, what
1: what's it like over there? VP, my my baby. Um, we pride ourselves on the community that we we build okay. there. Um, CrossFit, mm. and we're not affiliated with CrossFit anymore, but we still um, do crossfit workouts we do mm-hmm. we were crossfit for a while right now um, i i remember you uh i remember i
0: remember seeing your social media stories and that's what it would look that's what it looked like for yeah, a while yeah yeah um what what is it exactly now crossfit or well, what, then, we now? Well, well, what vp is doing now so vp is it's a
1: it's the same i gonna be honest it's the same workouts as crossfit okay it's just with everything that was going on in uh america Mm-hmm. with uh, the CrossFit um, CEO coming out and saying what he said. We mm-hmm. chose for the sake of our members to deaffiliate I see. VP with the brand I of CrossFit. Now that's that's not saying that we stray away from From the entire thing. From the workouts right, because that's right. that's who we are. Yes. Um, but we had the CrossFit brand taking off all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so... How did the members take that? They loved it. Oh, wow. They loved it because it showed <laughs> that wow. we cared about every single person mm-hmm. in that gym. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether you're white, you're black, you're brown, you're yellow, you're purple, you're green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't care about that stuff. Yeah. But we, all we care about is you coming in. You having the best hour of your day with us, and just building that community. Like tonight, I have. Um, we we just started doing a thing about three weeks ago. We do Friday beers after. Oh well. Wow. Um, after the five thirty class. Okay. So even if you don't didn't work out there, mm-hmm. like bring your friend, bring your family. Like it's just a couple guys or girls, literally just hanging out in the gym. And yeah. just drinking beer. Wow. Like, it's, we pride ourselves on the, the community factor while also training absolute beasts. Wow. Like, it's so much fun. They are the family that I never want to give up. That's awesome. It's, yeah. It's, to coach these people and for them to see me grow, mm-hmm. Also, and all, me see them grow, has been amazing. Now, they were CrossFit vinyl. Okay. Prior to um, my cousin and his two friends, shout out B Fulge and shout out D Carignato, um, <laughs> they bought it and they turned it into Violent Performance. Now right. we carried over all CrossFit Violence members into Violent Performance. The only thing that changed was the name on the, the name on the door and kind of the way that we did things. I see. Um, and my cousin, I remember getting the call and was like, hey, I might be buying this gym environment violent, but I'm only going to do it if you run it. Oh, wow. So you're more so like a, a manager at something? Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, me and uh, D. Carignato, and uh, we, we mainly do the um, the afternoon classes. Okay. The, the bigger classes, but we also have Tracy Sensman and Sarah, who... Uh, Rossoretti, Sarah. I'm sorry if you hear us so and I just butchered your name. Um, but we have those girls who are insane monsters yeah. that also coach the morning classes. Oh, cool. Um, okay. So we have we think of our gym as a family,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just you know when when we got all their members and I was introduced, it was kind of like that that new guy, Okay. I didn't really know how to talk. Like, I was very, very anxious. I said Because all these people, you walk into a CrossFit gym, and you see all these people really talking to each other, like, knowing everything. They're really outside. clicking. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you kind of feel like an outsider a little bit, but once you actually talk to them, they make you feel just like family. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, they immediately accept you into whatever's going on, and... For them to see me grow as a coach and as their friend, yeah, yeah, I love and me growing friendships with them and me being getting better as a coach. They've seen me at my absolute worst, where they've had to correct me on some things. Oh wow! And then I've like to to now to where I'm like, yo, now you're back. Tighten it up. Mm-hmm. Pinch your shoulder blades. Like mm-hmm. you, you push know, them. You push them yeah, to their limits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, VP, VP's my baby, man. Oh, really? It's, your, it's it sounds like it's your life. Yeah, point. I'm there six days a week. That's that's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. What would you uh, say to somebody um, that was that wasn't really sure about it? How would you uh, how how would you convince them to sign up
1: for VP? For VP, I would Absolutely. say I would say if you. Depends. What are you looking for?
0: Oh, I'm. I'm not saying it's me, but just hypothetical.
1: I know, but I'm saying like this person. they're coming. What are they looking for? Just to get a workout in? Where they are? They looking for to be actually trained? What, what are they looking for? All the above. All the above. All right. So what I'm gonna say to this person is, your first class is free. Okay. And um, at every single class, you get a coach. Okay. Even if it's your first one, even if, like off the street. Yeah. Okay. So all. That CrossFit is, it's like a big gym class. Okay. You know, you have your gym teacher in front of the class. They're telling you what to do. And then at a certain point, you get to play whatever the, the coach said, right? Okay. So CrossFit is like, there's a coach in front mm-hmm. with a PVC pipe. I'm okay. going to show you what the movement is. Okay. I'm going to, you know, go over everything. I'll warm everybody up. Okay. We'll do a practice round. We'll build to a weight. I'll come around to each person. And sometimes... A weight might be different for you than it is for somebody else. Okay. And that's fine. All we're looking for as coaches is that high stimulus and heart rate. Okay. That's interesting. So, if the workout is prescribed to take someone 10 to 15 minutes and the RX weight, RX meaning like competitor weight, okay. is um, 135 pounds on a barbell. Mm -hmm. I can tell the difference when someone is going to struggle with that 135 and not finish within 10 to 15 minutes I maybe get capped out at 20 okay but if I change them to say hey let's take 20 pounds off Mm -hmm. go 115 today Mm -hmm. they're gonna finish probably within the 10 to 15 minute range and that's what we want everybody to finish where the prescribed time should be I say should be finished um now for somebody new we like to do intro classes. Okay. Because CrossFit's a lot of functional movements. I see. Um, and if not taught properly, it can hurt you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It can definitely hurt you. And I think a lot of people hear horror stories about CrossFit, and mm-hmm. they kind of stray away from it. Like, that way, all So it them. gets, like, a
0: bad rap. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Some,
1: and people are like, oh, no. Like, my cousin got really hurt doing CrossFit. Well, odds are your cousin did a movement wrong. Interesting. Like, um... So we like to do intro classes, and all intro classes are is it'll either be me or one of another coaches working one on one with you mm-hmm. for your first like four times. Now we'll be with the class, right? But I'll be standing next to you, I say, and being like, "All right, so this is what he's saying. We're going to work on this today." Okay. And even if that just means like, I had a guy come in. He was like 6'2", 225. Okay. Fit guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him do only the barbell for right. a workout. Barbell's 45 pounds. Yeah, yeah. He looked at me like I was nuts. Really? Because And he was like, it's only 45 pounds doing the bar. I'm like, yeah, but it snatches. Like, if I put weight on there, you might do something to your back. I want you to master that movement with just the bar, and then we can add weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is that just for all uh, newcomers, or is it just the... Uh what for for that specific gentleman um mostly for newcomers okay i would say 80% okay 80% cuz we do have some new people that have background oh interesting okay with it and it's like oh i've done crossfit before oh you have well like oh really like, let me see your snatch yeah like let me see your deadlift let me see your squat let me see you know your front squat um and if we as coaches see that they obviously do have some background and know how to do the movement, they might not get all four intro classes. Mm-hmm. We might do one or two, if okay. that. Because mm-hmm. if this dude is throwing, like if he's fit and he knows how to do the movements himself, there's no reason for us to keep doing intro right, classes. Right. Like, bro, you're good, let's rip. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Go into the, thing, into the class. Um, but for newcomers, I would say give it a shot yeah just get, you, it might be scary your first time walking in because you see people throwing barbells around and yeah. just dropping barbells <laughs> yeah um which it, it is a scary thing it's a gym intimidation is a real thing oh definitely um but once those people that are done throwing the barbells come up to you and be like hey man like what'd you get like oh i got i got nine minutes oh i got eight like Nine thirty, like you beat me like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one puts you down. You so that's like a no tolerance thing for you guys. Not that it's a, it's an unspoken thing. Like we've never even had to come up to someone and say like, "Yo, knock it off." You got to tone it down. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's not even like a, a thing. Like we literally, like I said, it's a family there. Like it's you yeah. look out for each absolutely. other. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So like if say someone brand new comes in and they're only doing the bar where someone like um, my fellow coach Dan is doing the workout with them and he's throwing 135 on the bar mm-hmm. and everything they're finishing at the same exact time for the most part yeah yeah um and Dan's like yo that was a great workout man like no one puts you down just because you did less weight yeah I see And it's a lot of people, once they see that and they realize that, Mm -hmm. they instantly get more comfortable. Instantly get more comfortable. And that's where you find your members. And that's where you find those people that want to keep coming back. That'll bring people. Right, right. right. And then once they're in, they're hooked. Awesome. People say CrossFit's a cult. It is 100% a cult. (laughs) 100%. 110% a cult. I see. Cause once you're in, you're in. <laughs> There's no way out. <laughs> There's no because you really do. You love it. Like it hurts so bad, and the workouts suck. But as soon as you're done, you're like, "That sucked. All right, I'll see you tomorrow." Yeah. Like you feel, you feel great yeah, afterwards. Absolutely, absolutely. What uh,
0: what are some things and uh, causes that you're passionate about personally? Some things and causes that I'm passionate about. Uh or beliefs that you have, mottos you go by? I mean, we, we talked about a few mottos yeah. already, but um. um...
1: Family's a big thing for me. Okay. Family's definitely a big thing for me. Um, CrossFit is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shouldn't say CrossFit. Violent performance is a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, my friends, mm-hmm. uh, definitely a big thing. Uh, I've even been told by other friends that my friendship with the guys that I've really grown up with is unhealthy because we're all so dependent on each other (laughs) um like if one of us gets a new pimple like we tell each other like it's oh wow yeah it's it's uh definitely uh care about those guys and um I would say like recreational stuff that I'm passionate about the eagles even though they're awful um (laughs) Let's see here so, oh so I'm a nerd really I am a big nerd um, a vague I, term explain. Uh, I have an Avengers tattoo on my back oh, right. um, <laughs> uh, I can probably quote any Avengers movie um, big comic guy I actually have really um, I have a secret Twitter it's called the nerd herd. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do. Not many follow it, but I tweet on there from time to time just things that uh, I see on the internet. Like, my most recent tweet was that Jamie Foxx is reprising his role as Electro in the new Spider-Man movie, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really big into like movies and shows, um, I do you know what Funko Pops are? Phone Yes, I do. Okay. I got
0: I got a buddy of mine, one um, for Christmas one year, and st- it's literally in that man's living room <laughs> as we
1: speak. <laughs> um, I have thirty six of them. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, and it's just like my my boys get on me all the time about it. Like, dude, like, what are you what are you buying these for? Like, what? Mm-hmm. And it's just it's honestly it's just a hobby to have, and it's okay. so, and it's something that like I I collect like. Um Anything from Dwight Schrute mm-hmm. to Captain America, to venomized Captain America to Reptar. I'm just going <laughs> I'm going through all my pops right now, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Buzz and Woody from Toy Story. It's just things that I either have sentimental value in, like movies or shows. Yeah yeah, or just things that you know, um, just make me happy. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's my pop collection is one of my prized collections. Really? Yeah, it's it's my big thing. You plan on keep adding to it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Rhetorical question? Yeah, <laughs> I got the app on my phone and everything. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, are there? Is there
0: uh, any other mottos that you, we uh, missed out on that we that we should know about?
1: So. Play like you're one, train like you're two mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. is big for my athletes out there and my people that go to the gym. And even just, you know, someone that's not athletic, you can use that term for almost anything. Right, right, right. Um, now, the term that I do eventually want to get actually tatted on me okay. um, is something that I do live by all the time, and it's don't rush. A, uh,
0: i think uh, some might think or think or say that it's uh, a cliche Yeah. Um, tell me why tell me why you think it's underrated
1: um so it's don't rush dot dot 1% better perfect so and all that means is like someone like me who sometimes gets very anxious has, has very ADHD okay. can't stay like on task um it's Take a second, breathe, mm-hmm. realize what's going on around you, and don't rush something. Literally, just take something as it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying be lazy, right? But I'm right. saying don't let life pass you by. And I know yeah. that's a very cliche term. Certainly, certainly, yeah. Um, but I'm very in the in the moment type of person.
0: Okay. Um, do so, you do you not like to plan things out, or is that just
1: really not your preference? It's not say I don't like to plan things out, because I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to planning things out, I plan. I plan dumb things out. I plan like dumb. Why? Why would you? Like, uh, let's go out to the bar next Friday. Dumb. Like stuff like that. Like now, my future—I've gotten a lot better in, in the last year with okay. planning it out. Like I, like I said, moving into my own house, um, had to start saving money, mm-hmm. had to not let money burn a hole in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But the don't rush is basically just everything's gonna be okay. Right. Like in the end, right. In the end, right, everything's right, right. gonna be okay because you're stressing about something right, right now. Don't get so hype about it that it works you up. Mm-hmm. Take a second, breathe, mm-hmm. and then go. Because because the way I say it is what does it solve? What purpose exactly. does it do for you?
0: Other than to make things possibly worse.
1: Right. Um, and then the 1% better is just, that could be with anything. That could mm-hmm. be going to the gym. Mm-hmm. That could be reading a book. That could be just taking a walk outside Mm -hmm. to clear your head. Yeah. That could be literally anything. Just Mm -hmm. to you, just be 1% better than yesterday. Right. Right, And that's all it takes. Just Mm -hmm. 1% better than yesterday. And that's a big thing in our gym, and that's a big thing with me, Mm -hmm. is just if I'm better than yesterday, I'm already a better person. Right. You know? Exactly. So even if you go to the gym and you don't feel like working out that day, mm-hmm. you go through the motions kind of, Yeah. you just yeah. go through it, mm-hmm. hey, that's better than you sitting at home and doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you're still progressing. You're still getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's for mental health. So oh, no, absolutely. Mental health is a huge thing that should be talked about more. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you can think to yourself, all right, I can do just – Something that's going to make me. Because when someone hears, oh, you got to be 10% better, you got to be 50% better, mm-hmm. start to get anxious. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Start to get anxious. Yeah. And they're like, oh, God, that's so much. Like, I, I, I can't do that. I can't yeah. do that. Especially if they don't feel like that they would live up to something. Yeah, like that. right. And it's just the, hey, man, just 1% better. That's 1%. all you need. And as long as you're doing that, you're golden, dude. Mm hmm. And if you live by 1% better, I really feel like you're not going to rush things. You're literally going to take life a day at a time. Mm-hmm. And everything will be all right. Right, right. That's how That's and that's how I live, you know? I think it's a very
0: uh, healthy way of living.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank
0: you. Um, we'll finish off by saying, or asking you, uh, what are some... Uh, short-term and maybe a couple long-term goals that you have for yourself
1: short-term our right. short-term moving into this house um, mm-hmm. and getting everything set up the way that I want to set it up okay um short-term also being getting my level two uh right. for, for mm-hmm. CrossFit I'm yep. already L1 certified very good um so getting your level two is a uh, it's a big thing in the, um, the CrossFit community mm-hmm. where only a, a handful of people really have their L2s mm-hmm. so it puts me ahead of, of quite a few yeah quite a few people um and there's three total that you can go you can go get your L3 but like 1% mm-hmm. of Crossfitters have their L3 yeah yeah um
0: I don't think it's something
1: that you can't achieve I think. right I think right. I can achieve that. thank you um, so short-term goals uh, house L2 um. And just you know, stay on track. Mm-hmm. Stay on track. Stay on course. Uh, long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Eventually owning my own gym.
0: Nice. That's a very um, good goal.
1: Maybe becoming a partner, a VP mm-hmm. with my cousin and uh, D. Carrigan and on B. folge mm. A um,
0: silent partner, or you want to be more hands-on?
1: Definitely hands-on. Definitely oh, hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean. I'm there all the time now, mm-hmm. so I feel like if, even if I owned it, a part of it, I'd be there same amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I would eventually like to open one in Millville, because mm-hmm. I think that the closest ones from Millville are Violent Performance, um, Off the Grid is a little more of a drive. Okay. And uh, CrossFit Forty Seven, and CrossFit Forty Seven is about the same distance that we are. Okay. Um, so. And I think that uh, Millville, if it had a CrossFit gym, it would attract so many people: mm-hmm. teachers, firefighters, police officers. Like those are our main clientele. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't I know why that is, but it really is. Like it's crazy. That's that's actually really interesting. Yeah, um, those those three are our main like clientele, um, and that's it at any CrossFit gym. Right, right, right. Um, so, own my own gym, uh, definitely want a family, mm-hmm. want a family, um, which that has to mean getting a girlfriend. I mm-hmm. um, uh, something tells me, I think you'll find something. Uh, ho- yeah, hopefully, you know, um, own gym, family, and just peace of mind, man, Yeah. just peace of mind to, to one day just, you know, not have to work. Mm -hmm. until when i'm like 60 hopefully like retire yeah yeah so you can experience if i'm if i'm a part part owner at vp and i own my own gym in millville like i think i'll be okay right 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 so uh yeah that's me all right joe well
0: thanks for being on man no thanks for having me thanks (laughs) for having me man all right guys take care